Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode number 80 of the PA Turnpod. This is the day after the 27th Sports Equinox, where all actually all five sports leagues were playing concurrently between the MLB, NHL, NFL, NBA, and MLS. Uh, joined as always by Joel. I am Rob. How are you? I'm doing fine. Uh, excited for today. It's a big day, momentous, actually. Yeah, big weekend. And we're in person for the first time in 80 episodes. Yep. In person doing the pod. This is probably what it felt like for uh, radio hosts when they had to record to, or go live during COVID. <laughs> yeah, right. They just sat in their home offices and their bedrooms and, uh, and their basements and stuff and then eventually went back and actually had to look at each other face to face. I wonder how the Mad Dog and uh, Francesca would have done during the COVID date. They probably oh, would have been thrilled. They would have been super spreaders. <laughs> Um, well, dude, what do we have in store for today? A lot to get to. Uh, we're going to talk Sixers-Bucks briefly. Ugh, gross. Talk about whether or not Glenn Rivers has a future here. Uh, we'll touch on uh, Astros and Yankees, and then we'll do a little bit of Phillies preview as we will be attending the game shortly. Uh, we'll do a little bit of Thursday night review, although we didn't really have a chance to see any of it because of the Sixers game. And then we'll do our Week 7 picks and our TTPs for the week. So should be a quick one. For sure. We have no choice as we... Uh, we're on a time crunch because of the Phillies game. So I think this will be uh, it'll be good. Yeah, for sure. So I guess we'll start on the hardwood. Um, the Bucks come into town and spoil the Sixers' home opener. This is the second consecutive home opener that the Sixers have lost. Last year they blew a, uh, a game-long lead to the Nets at the very, very end. Jeez. This time around the Bucks basically um, take it coast-to-coast. Coast. Aside from, I think, like a 2-0 lead and like an 11-8 lead, the Sixers did not really lead until the fourth quarter. Uh, when they took a two-point lead on a James Harden uh, jump shot. After that, they kind of fell apart. Wesley Matthews hit the eventual game-winning shot, and then with, about, was it three seconds left, they put Brook Lopez on the free-throw line up by up by one. It was 89-88. He made the first one and then missed the second one, got his own rebound, and then just shot the ball to avoid being fouled. So a pretty uh, lackluster performance from a lot of the Sixers' um, main guys outside of James Harden who had 31 points last night. He was one for seven from deep, played a lot of minutes. Joel Embiid, again, had a good, like, stats sheet game. Taking a look at the box score here, he had uh, 15 points on 21 shots, 12 rebounds, and he played 36 minutes. Um, Tyrese Maxey, only 15 points. Tobias Harris, nine points. P.J. Tucker, five. They only got 13 bench points, courtesy of DeAnthony Melton, who was really good, and Daniel House, who was fine. Um, Most of the starting lineup were, you know, net negatives, though, so... Not a very um, inspiring start to the season after losing in Boston and then losing at home to the uh, to the Bucks. Giannis was very good. He had 21 and 13. Brook Lopez was felt like he was unstoppable, but he had 17 points on 16 uh, shot attempts. Grayson Allen made made do with what he did. He had uh, three made field goals for 12 points. Drew Holiday was generally pretty quiet. Javon Carter didn't do much, but the Bucks outscored the Sixers on the bench by a lot. Bobby Portis himself matched. Uh, Bobby Portis and George Hill together beat the Sixers in terms of bench points. And they also got some Jesus. production from Jordan Nwora and Wesley Matthews. Um, Serge Ibaka and Matisse Thibel are this time, this game's um, Daniel Green award winners. <laughs> Thibel played about 30 seconds. Uh, Paul Reed played about four minutes. And Montrez Harrell played about a minute and a half. So uh, early on, we're already seeing that um, Glenn Rivers isn't trusting his bench, which is concerning. 1,000%. I mean, at, at times he went small, and then I jokingly said, 
My man's using the Rockets uh, <laughs> roster out here for one minute. <laughs> they went Rockets plus Melton at one point. They had um, Harden, uh, Tucker, Harrell, and um, uh, who's the other guy? That, uh, Daniel House and then D'Anthony Melton. They went small with uh, Harrell, and it seemed like he was working. And then as soon as Embiid came back in the game, they, they, everything just slowed down. And another, and another point, you did call it. As soon as Embiid was checking in, you said, "Let's now you're going to see how slow everything slows down yeah. right now. It's just so deliberate. I mean, he moves in slow motion. I don't, I, I've never seen anybody run on their tippy toes and also just slow the game down. It's like when the ball is in his hands, there's no motion at all on the offense. And it looks like when there is, it's almost predictable. I feel like he had like an outer body experience. Um, he wasn't engaging with the the crowd. He wasn't himself that we've normally or yeah. accustomed to seeing him live. He was just going through the motions. He looked like he didn't want to be there. He was on the bench for a little bit in the fourth, and then he was brought in. Everything slowed down. But uh, yeah, it's a weird game from Embiid, honestly. Yeah, it was weird. Also, after the game, he um, it's not the first time he's done it. So I, I, people on Twitter are kind of ripping him for it. He did it a lot during the 1920 season. Mm-hmm. Um, Embiid did not speak with reporters following the game. Yikes. So, and I believe that's now the second game in a row this has happened. I, I can't speak on the first one, but I think it is because they're making a big deal of it. So that's not a good sign, but it's also, I don't think it's nothing, but I don't think it's a huge deal, but it is weird. It's something that we have to keep our eye on Yeah. as uh, the season progresses and yeah. see how, when will they get their first win. Yeah, they play the um, Spurs. They play the Spurs this Saturday. Spurs are 0-1. They're, they're kind of tanking for um, that, that like second coming of Giannis kid, the little French guy, <laughs> or the, the big French guy, I guess. Um, that's going to be another harsh uh, South Philly Experience considering uh, you got Sixers at six o'clock on Saturday, and about an hour and a half later the uh, the Phillies will be playing. So, best of luck to anybody going down there. Yeah, right. <laughs> Including my, possibly myself. They also they they have Indiana at home on Monday, which uh, so two games for them to quote unquote get right, and then they go on the road for uh, a, a two game little almost like a baseball series against Toronto on the 26th and the 28th that'll be wednesday and friday and then they come home again or they go to chicago on on saturday so uh, a, a busy week and a half here for the sixers they really don't have a ton of days off actually taking a look at the schedule here they go 24th 26th 28th 29th 31st 2nd 4th 7th 10th 12th 13th they're playing a lot of games over the next couple of weeks including um this little stretch potentially culminating with a home game against milwaukee on espn on november 18th so uh look a couple chances for them to figure things out, but so far not so great, aside from James Harden, obviously. Yeah, for real. And shortly after that Buck series that you just mentioned around November, I think the the Nets are in town as well, so yeah, that's another big game. 22nd, I believe, is when uh, Brooklyn comes to town. Um, I think we spoke, I don't know if we spoke about it last night at the game or last time we recorded, but the Sixers' first two uh, games this season aren't cupcakes, and it's no. kind of good to see them... See how they match up with top-tier teams? Yeah, I'm actually... Uh, this is a good thing for them, I think. I mean, obviously, losing twice is not. However, they, they weren't out of either game. The, 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 the Boston game, they were in it the entire time. And then the, the Milwaukee game, they obviously were, were close, but didn't you know, lead for very long. But it's not like they were getting blown out by great teams and you know, being exposed by any means. For real. As we keep, uh, keep an eye out on uh, Hazel here. Yeah, a little troublemaker. <laughs> so... Um, one thing I want to touch on, we touched about it all last season, and we'll move on after this, but uh, this bench, I culminated what the bench is for the Sixers. 13 points. Yeah. What, two more than last uh, last game? 
Yeah, it looks like they were six for thirteen from the field, including uh, one for seven from or one for five from deep. Niang took one shot, missed it. Harold and Thibel didn't t- really even touch the ball. Paul Reed was on the floor for four minutes and got one rebound. Melton, I think, is going to be the main guy they use yeah. in a rotational sense. I think he's going to play a lot of minutes this year. He played 19. Daniel House played 21. The, the, Melton is, for all intents and purposes, your backup ball handler um, when Harden or Maxey's on the bench. And uh, House is probably your, your main wing. I would like to see them utilize guys like... Um, like Thibel a little bit more. I know he's not he's an offensive liability, but you, you're going to need him in, a, in, a, in important games this year. And Niang, obviously, he's very slow on the defensive end, but he can he can get hot in a hurry. Um, the the backup five minutes are going to be very interesting to monitor, to, uh, monitor as well, whether it's Paul Reed, Montrez Harrell, or they go small and play Tucker at the five, which I think might be a uh, not a great idea. You know, pre playoffs, you don't want to give any teams too many looks. Yeah, I mean, we saw plenty of that yesterday. I mean. They did play small and <laughs> they did play small, but um, the bench for the Sixers: thirteen points, six rebounds, I believe, two assists. The entire bench. Rob, the Bucks, twenty-nine points, twenty rebounds, two assists. Everyone on the bench collected at least one rebound. That is alarming to say the least. Yeah, it's easy to see why they won a championship a few years ago. I know a lot of these guys aren't guys that were on that title team, but Bobby Port is playing, you know, 22 minutes off the bench. Wes Matthews still being a rotational piece. George Hill somehow, I mean, he, he basically played about as well as he did as a sixer this game, but yeah, uh, still having guys like that who can come in and contribute. And the, the, keep in mind, they were out. They were without Joe Ingles, who still hurt. He was an off-season acquisition. Pat Connaughton didn't play, and Chris Middleton's out. So, I mean, those three guys play. Sixers are fully healthy. This Bucks team probably wipes the floor with them, so... They do have a little bit of, um, you know, self, you know, taking a look at themselves in the mirror and figuring things out. But uh, so far, not so great. Yeah, for sure. And this is like just what you said in the beginning. Uh, Doc not trusting his bench. And he kind of reminds me of Girardi. He doesn't really trust the young guys. I mean, we didn't see anything of court Maz. Milton didn't come off the bench. Bible got like a nice ovation coming on the court. Just for a timeout for him to go back on the bench. Well, he got less than a minute of uh, play. And we saw 39 minutes. 39, Rob, of P.J. Tucker. Yeah, that's after a 33-minute debut on, a, on Tuesday. So too many minutes for the old guys. And I think they're going to run Tucker into the ground. Yeah, right. It's just... Yeah, it's just alarming, honestly. I'm... We'll see. I mean, we chanted fire Glenn Rivers or fly, fire Doc yeah. <laughs> throughout the night, but we'll monitor that for sure. Yeah, they got to take a look in the mirror and see if he's really the guy. Uh, moving on to the Diamond, yeah. uh, the Houston Astros took a 2-0 lead in their series last night as they defeated the Yankees 3-2 following a 4-2 victory the night prior, or two nights prior. Uh, Framber Valdez was very, very good last night. Uh, he pitched into the, I believe, the seventh inning, got the final out of the seventh inning against, I believe, it was Harrison Bader. Yeah. Um, and then to the ninth inning for New York. So, I mean, uh, the scoring in this game, Alex Bregman had a huge three-run home run. Yankees got a couple back um, on a Glaber Torres single and then an Anthony Rizzo. I think it was a fielder's choice. Uh, ultimately, I think they let him off the hook game one. Game two was a lot more, um, you know, Houston kind of taking a stranglehold early and then, you know, staving off the Yankees as the game went on. Uh, this just... This just reeks of, you know, big brother syndrome. 
Yankees have not been able to beat the Astros at all in Minute Maid in the last like four years or so. They beat them once in the 2019 ALCS, but that's about it. Um, and then they were two and five this year against them. They they lost or two in yeah two and five. They lost four in Houston. And then they or two and four. They split in the Bronx and then they lost three in Houston. So two and five. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't look good for the Yankees. Um, do you also see similarities with the? Uh Boston Red Sox and Yankees historically. Now that the the script has been flipped, now Yankees Astros. I mean, it feels more like Sixers and and Celtics at this point, where they they yeah. can't beat the team. Um, the Astros, you know, the, the one, you know, the diamond in the uh, the haystack here for the Yankees is, or the needle in the haystack here for the Yankees is they do have Cole pitching Game Three tomorrow night, and then um, Cortez pitching Game Four. And then you figure out game five when you get there, but it'll probably be Herman or Tyone. Tyone didn't pitch poorly in the first game of the series. And you're going up against likely Lance McCullers in game three, and then who knows what the Astros will do game four, whether it's Luis Garcia or Jose Urquidy. I don't know who it'll be, or if they go back to Verlander on short rest. But uh, the good news for the Yankees is they're going home where they obviously play better. Um, there were there was a fly ball in the, in the eighth inning last night from Judge. Oh, yeah. Where... <laughs> The ball, it, it was a wall scraper at Minute Maid. It would have been gone in two ballparks, and one of them obviously was Yankee Stadium. So going home, they have a little bit more of an advantage. They know how to play there. I think the fans will be rabid. They're, they're, we saw it earlier this summer, Yeah, and that was a regular season game for the, Astros, the Yankees and Astros. I think the fans are going to be out of their minds this weekend, and especially if they take that first game at home and they realize they have a chance to take the 3-2 lead after the weekend. Um, so, I mean, it, it's not over yet, but they, they have to win two at home at least. I mean, we can very well see 3-2 Yankees heading yep. back to Minute Maid. And just like you said, they haven't won in Minute yep. Maid. So, got to get one or two at that point. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be an interesting series. You think they? What do you think it is after the, uh, the fifth game? There's no pitching matchup listed for Game 5 yet. Um, and it looks like it'll be McCullers and Cole Game 3. So, advantage Yankees. Um, Cortez likely against either Garcia or, or Keaty Game 4 is my guess. Uh, but we don't really know yet. Uh, what do you think it'll be after five? I think it's gonna be after five. I think Yank. I mean Astros. Astros sneak in a win. Yeah. I think they go three two after five. I think it's three two Astros, and then they go back game six, and it's Verlander, and anything can happen. But yeah, uh, tonight Phillies and Padres game yes. three. We already spoke about games one and two earlier this week. Uh, it should be about 52 degrees at first pitch. Matt Stairs is throwing out the ceremonial first pitch. Woo. It's a shame he couldn't swing at the ceremonial first pitch, <laughs> but Jonathan Broxton was unavailable. Um, Joe Musgrove pitching for the Padres was excellent at City Field and then was okay against the Dodgers in his two starts. Ranger Suarez didn't really survive his first start against Atlanta. Game one last week on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have a little bit of information on these two guys. Musgrove was 10-7 and in the regular season, a 2.93 ERA. Has a 1.38 ERA, only allowing seven hits and two earned runs in 13 innings in the postseason, mm. and he doesn't allow a lot of hard contact, which is the, what the Phillies basically feast on. Although in the playoffs they've hit a lot of you know balls softly. Uh, Ranger Suarez, a 3.65 ERA, a 10 and 7 record in the regular season, only three innings in the playoffs though, gave up three hits and gave up an earned run. He walked a bunch of guys. Um, he he doesn't get a ton of swinging strikes on his fastball, but he's pretty effective when he's on. I think being at home, I, I hope he doesn't have the nerves, but I'm a little concerned because Musgrove is a much more polished pitcher at this point. Yeah, for sure. Um, 
And for that Ranger Suarez outing against the Atlanta, I'll take that with a grain of salt because that is a divisional rival. He knows them well. They know him well. And for what it's worth, I mean, we did beat Atlanta, and that was all bats yeah. and fielding, obviously. Ironically, because fielding has been historically bad this season, according yeah. to Hernandez, anyway. Yeah, they really need to feed off the crowd, I think, in order to get a, uh, a hold on this series. This series feels like it'll be more competitive than the Yankees and Astros series. Yeah. And also... We're not going to be in 75-degree sunny San Diego. We're going to be in a true playoff atmosphere in Philadelphia, rabid fan base. And historically, they say that it's, as an opponent, I think even Bryce Harper said it at one point, as an opponent, it's very hard to to win there, let alone in a playoff atmosphere. And you're going in 1-1 with three straight in Philly. We're going to be talking about Sunday as the clincher, if anything. The concern here is... um Musgrove is a California kid, but he pitched very well at City Field against For the Mets. Sure. Um, and he pitched okay against the Dodgers. Like I said, he didn't, he didn't pitch as, as effectively against the Dodgers as he did with the Mets, but he pitched well against them. So M- Musgrove, I think the, the key to him, as it is for almost any good starting pitcher, is you got to get to him early before they settle in. For sure. Which means that, that first inning, you know, Schwarber, Hoskins, Ramuto, Harper. They need to get on. And subsequently, you know, Castellanos and Bohm, hopefully. they got to get runs early. So, I, mean, I mean, that has been the makeup of the, the postseason for the Phillies throughout each series. They attack yeah. the, each pitcher early and often, and especially in the first few innings, they kind of just hack on the majority of their runs there. But just like this, the Eagles, in a way, they score early, and then they kind of fade away as the game progresses, which is yeah. alarming. And you don't want to see that San Diego bullpen because that is arguably the best. Them and the Astros have a decided advantage bullpen-wise in their respective series. Yeah. I mean, it's something to look eye on. I'm excited. I know you're excited. It's going to be an insane atmosphere. Yeah. First time, for me anyway, out in right field. That's where we're going to be seating, sitting at. Yeah, I don't know how we got these tickets, but um, I'm excited about it. I'm taking a look real quick to see if there are lineups posted for the game. There are not, as far as I can tell. The last lineup I see is the Astros lineup from last night. Yeah. Actually, yeah, Yankees and Astros lineup from last night. I would imagine they're going to be relatively similar this time around. You might see Josh Bell take a seat tonight, although he hit a home running game too. Um, but you posed the question here. Do you, who do you think needs to step up for each team? Um, I'll let you take the, uh, the first stab <laughs> at that. For each team, let me see. Well, definitely Juan Soto and then Harper. No, that's just the <laughs> cliche. Yeah, MLB Network gave us the two most important players on both teams. <laughs> um, but seriously, um, for San Diego, I want to say Profar. Because last year he was just killing the Dodgers. Absolutely yeah. killing the Dodgers. Now he's... Yeah, he played very very well against the Dodgers. And then for the Phillies, definitely the young core. Either it's Marsh, Veerling, Stott, Segura. I mean, they need to set the tempo down there in the bottom of the half yeah. of that order. And Castellanos, needs to, he's doing well, but this time, this playoff time. We've seen Schwarber hit one a mile high. Hoskins, obviously, infamously. Harper's been hitting well. Castellanos needs to get in there. Even Real Muto got it inside yeah. the ballpark home run, so I think today's the day for Castellanos. Yeah, I think um, I think for the Padres, if he plays, I think Will Myers is a big X factor. Mm. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he takes a seat and you know Drury and Bell both play over him. Um, Hassan Kim has been very good in the playoffs. He he had a huge hit against the Dodgers. We'll see if he you know looms large this series. Obviously, you have Machado and um, you know Machado and Soto and those guys, but I think Will Myers, if he starts, is a huge. X-Factor facing a left-handed pitcher today. 
in Ranger Suarez. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's been slumping in the playoffs. I think he's only got like one or two hits, and one of them was a home run. So for the Phillies, I guess it's easy to go Castellanos. I'm going to go uh, Reese Hoskins. Um, you know, he had the huge hit in game three against the Braves and then really didn't do much after that. He had a little, you know, a little dunk in the right field in game four. But aside from his, you know, two home runs, one of them pretty in- inconsequential in garbage time last game, he hasn't really done much. So we'll see how it all works out. And Bohm also hasn't been too hot lately, so I'd like to see him get going today. A good contact hitter and he's facing, you know, a hard right-hander. So we'll see what happens. But they, if they can get off to a start similar to game two and then sustain it, That'd be great, yeah. especially at home. The bullpen seems to be pitching better at home. And we can't take uh, an account that pitching at being at home, us being loud and rabid, and the cold, it's going to be 52 by game yeah. time. So as it goes on, it obviously will drop. These pitchers and catchers, they have that hearing device. If it's going to be yeah. hard to hear, you might have to switch to hand signals. And Philly's got to capitalize. If you see something, if you want to you know, sit on a fastball, sit on a curveball, Got to do your scouting, but obviously advantage Phillies at that point. Yeah, the um, Bryson Stott said he kept his pitch calm on eight during the regular season. It was 20 during um, mm. the Atlanta series. Um, we'll do the same thing for this series as we did for the other one. Uh, what do you think the uh, the series will be after five games? Phillies advantage. 3-2. 3-2. I think I'll go the same. I'll go 3-2 heading back to San Diego, and uh, I think they finish it in game six with Nola. All right, Thursday Night Football. Uh, we did not see much of it, so we're just going based on the box score. Uh, the Cardinals defeated the Saints. Andy Dalton had um, six touchdowns, two to the wrong team, four to his team. Um, Kyler Murray, 20 for 29, uh, 204 yards, seven carries, and 30 yards on the ground. 12 carries for Eno Benjamin, filling in for the injured James Conner. 92 yards and a touchdown, DeAndre Hopkins. 10 catches, 103 yards. He had 14 uh, targets, which was the highest percentage of a quarterback's um, attempts this season for one particular player getting targeted. In his return, by the way. Yeah, I think it was like 47% or something like that. And uh, Robbie Anderson showed up, but uh, was just like in uniform, I guess. Hit one target. <laughs> yeah. Andy Dalton, not so great. 30 for 47, 361, four touchdowns to his team, two to the other team, uh, three interceptions. Alvin Kamara, 49 yards. Chris Olave, nice game, seven catches, 106. Uh, pretty inconsequential. These are two teams that needed a win, but um, I guess advantage Cardinals because they were at home. Uh, there was a touchdown late to make it look more competitive than it really was. It was 42-27 mm-hmm. to 27 in the fourth, and the Saints got in, but it, it was kind of a touchdown. It didn't really matter. You can you can probably make the argument that Andy Dalton himself kind of cost this team. Yeah. Two pick sixes, and that kind of was the difference. He was the horrible. The, the first one I don't think was his fault. It was tipped. The second one, he threw it right to the Cardinals. So <laughs> Wide open. There, there's a shot. There's an iconic shot that we can find on Twitter. Uh, Dalton walking off the field upset, and in the background you see the um, the defensive player for the Cardinals uh, flipping into the end zone with the ball, <laughs> which I thought was pretty funny. Oh, man. So, I mean, do, do, you see, do you foresee either of these two teams making a run? I mean, the Saints right now would have the fourth pick in the well, – the Saints' pick in the draft is number four, which would be owned by the Eagles. And the Cardinals, I guess, have a chance in that division because nobody's really saying, here, I'm going to take a stranglehold on things. The Niners and the Rams both look beatable. Maybe the Cards can make a run down the stretch. Maybe this is what kind of works as a spark plug for them. I mean, I see neither team making a, a run for the playoffs. If anything, I think the Saints are just trying to find a quarterback at this point. And they might have to deal Camaro. They might... Michael Thomas has been injury prone, or he probably suspended. He was a no show. And then for the Cardinals, 
I mean, there was a clip. I don't know what happened, but Kyler Murray was in the face of one of the coordinators yeah. jawing. I have no idea what the context behind that is, but who knows? I feel like that team can blow up at any moment, but they're so stacked on offense yeah. and defense with all the free agent signings and trades. The they car- should make a run, but yeah. that division is wide open as well. The, the, NFC ca- the Cardinals, to me, feel a lot like the Mets, where mm. they're, they have a couple guys that they kind of grew on their own and you know developed on their own, but it feels more like a collection of individuals than it does a team. You True. know, with, with Hopkins coming in via trade before a couple, you know, last Zach season Ertz. or whatever, Ertz was picked up via trade. Robbie Anderson's there. Uh, they bring in Marquise Brown, AJ, AJ Watt, yeah, AJ Green, JJ Watt. Like, it, it, they have a couple foundational guys, but it's like most of their team is made up of free agent signings and, and trades. And I don't think that's the way to win in the NFL or really any of these leagues, to be honest with you. And the Saints, I don't know what's going on there. This, they have so many good players, but it's just they can't figure out how to stay healthy or figure out how to win. Coaching? Camara's you know, there. Yeah, I mean, maybe it is. They, they did lose Sean Payton, and they have Dennis Allen, who and was Breeze. the former um, defensive coordinator, is now the head coach. Yeah. Maybe some coordinators are just not, you know, built for it. Good coaches, yeah. <laughs> uh, let's jump into the rest of the NFL for week number seven. Um, do you happen to have our records? Um, uh, I yes, I do. Okay, I'm just about to take a look at it here. All right. Uh, for me, I'm currently 55 and 38, not including yesterday's. We're just not going to include yesterday, even though we both picked the part. Oh, we did so pick Cardinals. Okay. But so the, I was for, very worried that I picked the same. <laughs> nah. Um, so I'm 55 and 38, so 59%. Let's just round down on that one. 59%. I round up. For the, oh, yeah. Uh, 75%. The TTP, uh, I'm 11 and 13, so 45%. Overall. Things have very much flipped since last year. Oh, yeah, for sure. Overall, I'm 56% or 57% if we're yeah. rounding up. Uh, for you, 53 and 40, you're 57%, just too shy. Uh, 9 of 15 from the TTPs, 37.5% on that one. And that brings your total down to 53%. So 37% I'm at 57, TTPs. you're at 53. Let it be known that I am apparently 1 in 5 on my locks this year, which is pretty... We were both 0 and 1 last week. Now, we can't figure out these locks to save our lives, so I'm going to go sure. as easy as I possibly can this week, and I'm going to let myself <laughs> hopefully do well. Um, so do you want to read off the games, and yes. then we'll pick winners, and okay. then I will... Um, I will do my best to find the lines. I don't have my phone on me. I'm charging it up for the Phillies game, so I'm on, a, I'm on CBS. So some of these numbers may change. This is all uh, via Caesar Sportsbook. Gotcha. Because God forbid they all just use one <laughs> universal system. But um, um, let's, let's start where, uh, wherever you are. I'll all start. right. The early window game, uh, Cleveland at Baltimore. Look at that. The first game on the uh, listed here. So <laughs> Cleveland is um, at the Ravens. Ravens are minus 6.5. 45.5 is the total here. Uh, divisional matchup. This is a huge game. Yeah. Oh, mm. uh, wait. Since I'm losing, do you want me to make the pick first? Oh, no, I'll, I'll make the pick. Okay. Doesn't matter. We'll alternate. I, I think it's fair. All right. We're, we're close time. in the uh, standings here. Yeah. Uh, I'll go Ravens on this one. I have a weird feeling about the Browns, but they, they just got embarrassed by the Patriots. I'm going to go Ravens also. All right. I, I don't know. I think the Browns are competitive, but I, I just question... I, I just question if they're going to figure things out this year. I think they need a full off season. So the website I'm on has this guy talking with no audio, and he's staring right at me. And it's very, <laughs> very weird. Um, I think it's Tom Pelissaro. Um The the Browns. I just think they need to have a full off season of um, of Deshaun Watson before they can figure things out. There's too much turmoil, and and playing Brissett's not been bad, but I, I just don't know if they believe in him, and I don't even know if they believe in the other guy, um, Watson. So we'll see. 
Yeah, we'll see. But uh, long, I know that's a long answer for a game that's pretty useless, but uh, I'll no go worries. with the Ravens. No, because it's a divisional game. You never know. Yeah. And that division could be wide open at this point. All right. Well, the, it looks like we're in the same order here. So uh, this website did me good. Um, Tampa at Carolina. Uh, Tampa's minus 13, and the over-under is 39 and a half. Um, Carolina, new coach. They just traded McCaffrey for several draft picks, like literally in the wee hours of the morning last night. Feels like a... Uh, Feels like a huge win for the the Bucks. I think this is their get right game. If they if everybody needed the segment get right, yeah. it is the Bucks this season. Pretty bad. So we're on the same page of that Bucks. Yeah, so far two three for three on the week. Yeah, for sure. Uh, next is Atlanta at your boy Cincinnati's own. Well, not really Cincinnati's own, but the Bengals. This could, this could be a good one. I mean, Bengals have been playing a little bit better recently, and the Falcons just had a big win at home against the Niners. So. Yeah. This is a big game for both teams. I mean, before the season, you might not have thought so for the Falcons, but they, they're right in the thick of things in the uh, NFC South. They can actually take that division. Yeah, they have a reasonable chance to go in and get that division or at least get in as a wild card. For sure. Um, oh, my God. Andy Dalton, <laughs> since 2000, has the second-worst um, primetime record among quarterbacks with 15-plus starts. He's 6-19. and 19. Gross. Only Kerry Collins was worth it at 5-60. and 60. Oh, they went to commercial. All right, the video was playing, but it stopped. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going to go um, – or it's your turn, actually. I'll let you pick first. Uh, I'll go Bengals. I'll go Bengals, too. I know it's kind of boring make the same pick, but I, the Falcons, I think they keep it competitive. That six and a half looks like a little bit too much. Right. I'll tell you this, though. If Atlanta wins, I'm keeping my eye on them yeah, very, very closely. They have a reasonable chance to get into the playoffs, in my opinion. They could be this year's Cincinnati team where yeah. we had no idea until we did our power <laughs> rankings and they were the number one team. All of a sudden, they're 5-1, yeah. <laughs> and they went to the Super Bowl, so we'll keep an eye on them yeah. if they do win in Cincy, which is a big win for uh, Mariota. Yeah, that'd be huge. All right, next is our Lions off a of bye week, I believe. Let me say. Yes, off a of bye week. Couldn't have come at a better time. Uh, on the road in Dallas. Dak Prescott, I believe, is back in the lineup. Yeah. Uh, so this is minus seven for Dallas. Um, Forty nine is the over under. So this could be an interesting game. I'm going to go Cowboys. Although the Lions, I think, will keep it somewhat close. This is where we differ. I'm going Lions. Yeah, I see. I, th- I thought about it, but I, I, I don't know. I think that uh, Dallas is just better. They are better, but Dak back, basically from injury, and these boys, these Lions play tough. I'm t- I, it's like a. I keep saying it over and over and over, but they play hard for that coach. So we'll see. Uh, next is the G-Men at Jacksonville. This one screams trap game to me. Um, for who? It's only a three-point spread. Jacksonville minus three. They're coming off a really tough loss in Indianapolis where they thought they had the win, and then they just wound up, uh, just squeaked away from them. Yeah. Giants coming off a really emotional win at home against the Ravens. I'm going to go Jaguars in this one. I'm going G-Men. I oh, like the Giants. Jags minus three. That's interesting. I thought it was Giants minus three. Yeah, I'm going to go. I'm just going Jags. You want Jags? I think All that's right. a trap and a half. For sure. Uh, talk about traps and a half. Oh, Green Bay at Commanders, and Heineke gets the start. Wentz injured, I believe. Yeah, this is a, this is a I need to get right or I will retire game for the <laughs> Packers. For sure. Four and a half is the spread. 41 and a, or 40 yeah excuse me four and a half is the spread the total's 41 and a half um i'll go commanders on this one i'll go packers i, I think they figure it out this week 
Commanders have a good team, but I I just think the, the Packers are better. So far, you could be undefeated. I'm just picking underdogs at this one. Yeah, I, I still haven't picked one, which is concerning for the... Uh, oh, this gross-ass game now. Uh-oh. Oh, uh, no, I'm, I'm looking. I, I'm trying to look at I'm trying to figure out who my dog is going to be. I, I, there's a, there's right a here. spread that concerns me later on. <laughs> um, this next game is the grossest game of them all. Uh, this is the one you probably hate. Indianapolis at Tennessee. How do I know? The standard 21 to 7. Who gets 21? Who gets 17? <laughs> <laughs> at the, so you're right. You're basically right on. It's 42. 42 is the total. Um, two and a half for Tennessee. This is in Tennessee. So. I think that might be why the Titans are favored. Um, who do you like in that one? Um, well, it's your turn. Oh, it's my turn. Uh, yeah. Give me, uh, give me the Colts. Perfect. I had the Titans. Okay, I I, I think the Titans beat them earlier this year, and they always split. So wow, I'm gonna go gross. with the Colts. Well, again, you'll continue to be undefeated. That's my logic. <laughs> uh, next. And that was the last uh, early game. Now we're into the late window. We only have four this week, Rob. By the way, good for one of these teams for being in the late window. I think they deserve it. For sure. All parties. Because Houston's now in the late. Ah, damn it. All right, sorry. My thing's Uh, in a different order. My bad. Oh, no. Uh, I I was complimenting the Jets. Oh, no. They're they're next. Okay. But uh, Houston at Raiders. Trap game or not? Yeah, I think this is a Houston line seven. I, I. it's minus seven for Vegas, forty-five and a half. I like the Texans in this one. I can't. It's I gotta hard. go Raiders. It, it's very difficult to pick them, but I don't know for some. I just have a hunch. So you got Texans. Okay, could, that could be the um, the appetite you know creeping up on me since we know we're getting burritos <laughs> shortly. Um, um, well, the time right now is one forty-five and thirty-five minutes in, so we're good on time so far. There you go. Uh, next game: Jets at. Broncos country. This has to be the first time in a long time the Jets are favored. On the road, mind you. The, the Jets, Jets are, good. are minus one. They beat Pittsburgh. They beat Green Bay in Green Bay. Yeah, they beat Green Bay. That's but, a huge They beat fix. both teams on the road, I believe. Yeah, they beat the uh, Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh. I don't know. Man, this is an interesting one. I, this feels like another letdown spot for the Jets. Yeah. Especially coming off a Denver loss. I'm going to go Denver. I That's just smart. I don't know. It's minus one. It was minus three when the week started. Really? Yeah, because I was able to get a teaser in with the Jets and the Giants, both plus Damn nine. It. You got that one. So I, I, something must have happened as the week went on. Garrett Wilson, by the way, is requesting a trade. Ooh. Or not? I'm sorry, not Elijah Moore. I think is one that I forget. All the Jets' young receivers. I, I think it was Elijah Moore just requested a trade. I don't know if he's good enough to do that though. You think um, Melvin Gordon should? Because he looks scolded that last Supposedly game. Supposedly he is. Um, he has been assured that he's the starting running back this week. So maybe I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. But yeah, they're giving him a lot of money. I'm going with the Jets, but I did see that post uh, conference with Wilson and Rob. He did not say let's ride after the end Ooh, of it. So he's yeah. he's serious now. Must have crashed. I'm going <laughs> to go Denver. I, I think Denver figures it out this week. All right. Yeah. If anybody needs to get right game, it's them. And here we go. Rematch of a Super Bowl matchup, I believe. Yep. Kansas City at 49ers. This was the last Super Bowl before the world shut down. Um, Kansas City is minus two at home. I'm sorry, on the road. 49 is the total. Mm. 
This is, I don't know whether or not he'll be active, but Christian McCaffrey could make his debut for the Niners this week. I don't know how involved he'll be, but he'll be a decoy if anything. It's possible to play. I mean, he's a running back, just has to follow his blocks. Yeah, honestly. Is this the best running back they've had since, I guess, Frank Gore, you want to say? I would argue, yeah. I mean, they made Carlos Hyde look like a Hall of Famer when he was there. Yeah, true. And they've had some pretty good, Mostert's been pretty good, and um, Elijah Mitchell wasn't bad. So, I mean, this is probably the most prolific one they've had since Frank Gore. There you go. Uh, I'm going with Chiefs. I'm going to go Chiefs, too, especially coming off a loss to the Bills. The Niners, I, I, I don't believe in them. I don't care if they have McCaffrey or not. I don't believe in the Niners, especially with the quarterback situation. So after going four straight similar picks, we've differed every single time now. All right. Well, that's what keeps things interesting. <laughs> we'll still manage to only be one apart by the end of the week. All right. Now the last uh, late game before the primetime games, oh, Seattle at Chargers. I hate all of this right now. This is a scary game because the Chargers are supposed to be good, but they're never actually good. Yeah. The Seahawks are supposed to suck, but they're pretty good right now. Uh, Geno Smith is looking like the Geno Smith that was drafted 10 years ago before he got punched at practice. This <laughs> yeah, I is... about that. Yeah. <laughs> what's, what's up with these athletes punching people in practice? Uh, it's weird. It, it, this is the first one that worked like long-term. So you think Jordan Poole will be gone and he'll <laughs> flourish afterwards with that big contract? I saw they edited him. Uh, somebody edited a photo of him from 2K. Gave him a black eye. Um, <laughs> Chargers are minus five here. This is, I think, the highest total of the week at 50. Um, so... Say so doesn't like that. This is a tough one. This is. is this is in LA, which means no matter what, the Chargers numbers will be or the Chargers fans will be outnumbered by the opposing team for sure. I don't know. This is a weird one. What do you think? I mean, they were at home last time, and that game was ugly. Every time they're home, they're outnumbered. It's weird. It just yeah, it feels weird. And Herbert didn't throw a touchdown last week, so I'm sure they're gonna write that wrong. I'm gonna go with the Seahawks. I'm gonna go with the Seahawks begrudgingly. I do like. I am a Justin Herbert fan. I love him, but from what I've seen, not. Mm-mm. I think there's something more to his injury. I gotta get a different website next time. This is very like distracting. What's up? What's up? There's a talking head on the screen at uh. all times. They're <laughs> Just like, staring they're at like you. They're like simulcasting CBS Sports, and there's a, somebody talking at me the entire time. I'm gonna go Chargers. Okay. I think they figure it out this week. I mean, they, I know the last week was kind of an ugly win, I, but you'll take an ugly win over. A, you know, an ugly loss any day of the week. Is Brandon Staley the long-term head coach? I don't know. I, I man, think it feels like week to week. He, yeah, he feels he like a guy boneheads. who's like outsmarting himself every week. Yeah, and he's a good coach. He's a good coach. Um, uh, before we get into the Sunday Night Football, the bye week, the teams that are on bye weeks, the Buffalo Bills. They will win. <laughs> the Rams. They will lose. The Vikings. They will lose. And the Eagles. Wait, is that Vikings bye week on primetime? Yeah. All right, they'll lose, and the Eagles will win. <laughs> um, so, yeah, no Eagles this week, so unfortunately we're still undefeated. Fortunately, we're still undefeated, <laughs> but unfortunately there's no birds. At least nothing will interfere with the Phillies game on Sunday. God, imagine that. Jesus Christ. And Temple football. They must have known. Um, uh, Temple's playing tonight, by the way. I think we have to we have to be concerned about that. Yes, yes. With yeah, the right. traffic down there. Um, Sunday night football, Pittsburgh. I believe Trubisky gets the start, I think. I think. Right. I'm not sure. Um, they head to, to Miami with Tua, Ugh, his return. I, so, the uh, the yikes, injury prone <laughs> quarterbacks. Yeah, the battle of the quarterbacks. Um, I have no idea how to read this game. Pittsburgh's plus seven on them at, at home, or no? I'm sorry, that's they're in the Miami, road. right? Yeah, yeah, they're in Miami. It, the website has it all jumbled up. Uh, so minus seven for the Dolphins. I 
I have no idea how to read this. 45 is the total. I'm going to go... Uh, is Tua playing or not? Yeah, he is. He's starting. Uh, I guess you have to go Dolphins then. Yeah, same. He's going to energize that Yeah. That entire arena, their players. And he, there's levels to it. Tua, he was basically trade talk for like the past two seasons. And he's shown consistency. He's matured and he's gotten better. And... Dolphins were like world beaters in the beginning yeah, of the season, and then he got unbeatable. injured. Yeah, the, uh, this Monday night game is an absolute slop fest. Oh, gross. Uh, go to the pumpkin patch or something <laughs> with your kids on Monday instead of watching this crap. What do we have on Monday? We got Bears and Patriots. Yikes. Minus 7.5 for the Pats, over under 39.5. Smash the under on that. Um, <laughs> in New England. This is horrible. I don't want to watch this. So you're going to say tie? Uh, so I'm going <laughs> to pretend it never happened. This is going to be a, a null. I'm going with Zappy. And the Patriots. You know, with the Zap Man? Yeah. Uh, Who you got? I guess, I guess I have to go Patriots. I mean... You don't. You can always go Bears. I, I'm not going Bears. <laughs> they, they stink. All right. They, um, they couldn't beat the Commanders with Carson Wentz, you know, playing half in. That game was absolute dog shit. I, I've never... I feel for anybody who watched that That's game. the most you'll hear me talk about it. <laughs> I feel bad for anybody. This is bad, man. You can't bookend the Bears two weeks in a row. Have them start one week and finish the next. What seriously, was worse? Seriously, talk to your family or something that, this Monday night. Watch Dancing <laughs> with the Stars. Watch Raw. Yeah, watch Raw. Maybe, Triple H is at the helm now. Uh, is he? Yeah, Stone Cold will come out and throw milk at people or something. Or, uh, shoot beer on people. <laughs> or, or since they're PG, he'll shoot uh, Gatorade and stuff. What would people. you rather sit through? Um, Washington versus the Bears again? Same outcome? Or... Be at Yankee Stadium for five hours and then told go home. We're done. Ooh. Rain delay. Uh, it's probably warmer sitting at home watching the Bears. Yeah, I'm going to pass <laughs> on the rain delay. <laughs> You'd rather sit through that whole thing? I'd rather sit through Commanders and Bears again. Jesus. Because I can pretend the Bears' helmets are giant cheese blocks, and that might make me hungry. <laughs> fair, fair, fair. Just to, just to update everybody on the NFC West standings, 49ers 3-3, three and three, Rams 3-3, three and three, Seahawks 3-3, three and three, Cardinals 3-4. Three and four. Good so that that is why I mean literally the Cardinals can win next week and be in first place. And ironically, we thought that division was going to be full of teams over five hundred. Yeah, barely at 500. and now they're all at five hundred. So I'm going to go Patriots on this one. Still competitive, one way or the other. Yeah. All, all right. right. TTP for the week. Yes. Uh, lock dog and points, and then what's the other thing we're doing? Total. Uh, totals. Um, if I, I'm just going to lead off with my total here. Yeah. Give me the under on Monday night. Uh, Bears Patriots under thirty nine and a half. Well, see, it has it as it's under it's forty right now on Caesars. I'm gonna go under forty. I guess that's the official line at the time. All right, under we're looking for yeah. Bears Patriots. Yeah, Bears Pats under forty. There's no way that touches the over. All right. Um, give me the total for Indy Tennessee. Uh, I think you said it earlier. I just want to make sure. Uh, Titans and Colts is forty two even. Forty two even. Yep. Is it? Uh, minus, Give it the under. Minus 110 on both sides. All right. Under on that one. Uh, we going to work backwards? We, uh, let's work backwards. Oh, um, sure. Let's, let's do the up. points. Um, the points this week. Huh. Let's go with... Let me go Atlanta plus six and a half. Ooh, I like that. At Cincinnati. I was tempted to, to just lay the 13 with Tampa against the Panthers. But I, I don't know if that's gonna. I don't know if Tampa's gonna score enough to cover that. Yet you picked the Bengals. <laughs> yeah, I think the Bengals win, but I think the Falcons will keep it close. I think it's one of those games where it'll be mm. competitive the whole time. Maybe even goes to overtime. Um, oh God, this guy's back on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> 
What is the points for Jets? No, 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 no. Jets are minus one. Oh, nah. Yeah, don't touch that. <laughs> points for Bucks. Uh, 13. 13? Yeah. Yeah, see, I, that was the first one I thought of, but I, I, I question if they'll actually score enough points to... I, I don't know. Yeah, it's like the fire sales happening. Yeah, there and no running game. Yeah, I mean Brian Burns could be traded by the by the weekend as but well. Then again, I think Sam Darnold is coming back from injury, <laughs> and I don't know if he's better than Baker. I saw the last time he played against Brady, he was seeing ghosts. You got to bring in the Philly boy. Bring him. Is he he's still on the team? Uh, PJ Walker. Yeah, he's. he's uh, who, who knows? It's just a black hole down there. They just want to put a black hole on the AFL. Yeah. All right, my dog this week is going to be the Texans because I think it's the only dog I picked, um, at least that I can tell. Um, Unless like are, are the Chiefs dogs? Are the Broncos? Yeah, Broncos are plus one. Yeah, give me the Broncos. Let's ride. Gross! Oh my god! You're going to say that? You haven't said that any time on the Zoom, <laughs> and then we're in person. You say it in front of me. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> Let's ride. Let's ride like JFK. Stop, stop, stop. We're, gonna ride, we're, we're riding like JFK. Oh. <laughs> um, are the Lions dogs? The Lions are getting seven in Dallas. They're not dogs. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, they are dogs. Oh, wait. Yeah, they're, they're seven-point dogs. Then that's my dog. The Lions. There you go. Yeah, it's a good pick. All right. Remember the last time I picked the Lions? They lost 46 to <laughs> six or whatever it was. Well, they'll do you proud by <laughs> doing the same. <laughs> And then our locks. This is this is apparently my my kryptonite is picking a lock, <laughs> <laughs> right? Uh, I'm gonna survey the field here and just pick the first one that I think comes to my mind. So if you're listening to this, whatever Rob picks as a lock, pick the other team. Hammer the other team, yeah. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, oh, I'm, I already know mine. You're picking the Bucks. Wrong. Hell no. I'm not double dipping. Give me the Commanders, a lock. I'm telling oh, you, that's, this is the end of Aaron Rodgers wow. right here. That that's almost as bold. That might be more bold than my lock last year when I had Heineke to beat the Bucks. Can bring life into this team offensively, and you know Ron Rivera likes him. It was Snyder who probably chose Wentz. I'm not a fan of any of these. I am in much need of a of a positive week. I'm going to go with Tampa Bay as my lock. Tampa as your lock? Yes. All right, they bad. better win. If they don't, I will retire. Oh, don't say that. I have to bring uh, Redacted on here. Oh, boy. Well, he's not coming on. <laughs> All right. That was it, man. Episode 80, the Sports Equinox episode. And our first in-person. Yes. Maybe few to come. But this was pretty cool. And we did it all under an hour. We did it under an hour, which means we got plenty of time to get to the Phillies three hours early. And Kadoba. Yes. Kadoba. yes. More importantly, anyway. Yes, more importantly. And of course, pick up the misses and you know. How's there only the- two teams on a bye next week? How's that work? We no, there's four. We got four this week, and the next week the Chiefs and the oh, Chargers yeah, yeah, yeah. are on a bye, and then there's six the following week. How's that work? I don't know. <laughs> That's dumb. Oh wait, isn't it? What is it? And the teams coming out of the London game are not even on a bye the following week. That is malpractice. That never made any sense to me. I thought that if you go to London, you should have a bye the following week, or be coming off a bye. And the London game should be later in the week. Don't have it in the early season because why would you have your your uh, bye? Early in the season, yeah, it, it's silly. I don't know. I I think eventually they're going to go to that nineteen week schedule and have eighteen. They're going to go two to buys. they're going to go to twenty weeks and have eighteen games and have two buys. I think that's eventually what they're going for. They're going to cut out another preseason game. But yeah, any last words? Um, how about this? Let's go with um, 
one bold prediction for the Phillies game before we head out. One bold prediction? Yes. Uh, let me see. Uh, maybe one bold prediction for the NFL week. I'll, I'll think of my NFL real quick. I already did my NFL. <laughs> Heineke and the Commanders are going to destroy. And I might eat my words. I'm most likely will eat my words. We'll destroy the Packers. That's my NFL bowl. I'm talking about a runaway. If Carson Wentz was healthy, he would bring Carson Wentz in garbage time over Heineken. That's how bad it is. Do you uh, have anything? My bold NFL prediction this week is... Hmm. Let's go with... Uh, Tannehill gets benched. Perfect. Malik Willis, let's get it. Yeah, Tannehill comes out, and it's not like they're down by 30 in the fourth quarter. Yeah, then we're down to 17. Actually, no, I'm going to count that. Yeah, I'm going to count that because it, it makes me look smart. Uh, bold <laughs> prediction for baseball today for the Phillies game. Um, Nick Cassianos is going to have a great fielding game. Tremendous, like he did in Atlanta. Yep. Like game-saving or potential, you know, add-on runs, saving catches. he will catches. throw a ball in our direction. He will throw a ball in our direction. But <laughs> the big one, he will be a triple shy of the cycle Wow, with two doubles. I have two bolds today. My first one, Ranger Suarez has more strikeouts than Joe Musgrove. Thank God. And my other one, uh, it goes 18 innings, and we all just collapse into the abyss. Um, in 30-degree weather. <laughs> I'm going to go with, I think Stott hits a homer. I can see that. He's my he's my random, just I don't know. He's gonna know we're there. He's gonna want to hit us a ball, dude. Yeah, I did. That just gave me goosebumps. Not only that, but his walk up song, in playoff <laughs> atmosphere, is gonna be electric. Putting us all to sleep. Yeah, I'm gonna go Stott Homer. I'm gonna go um, and Schwarber too with the CM Punk. I think Machado hits another one too. I think Machado <sighs> and Stott hit homers. I, let me. I'm gonna bet that on the way down since I can't verify my location when we're there anyway. Well, we'll, we'll bet as we're picking up the dopa. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. Well, everybody, this has been episode 80 of the Sports Equinox of the PA Turnpod. Have a great weekend. Go Phillies. Eagles are on the bye. Sixers definitely need to get right, get their first win against the Spurs. And let's go Union. And Union. They won last night 1-0. 1-0. At home. And they're now in the conference finals. They will be taking on the uh, the winner of uh, FC Chelsea and (laughs) uh, Real Madrid. There you go. The only two uh, football uh, soccer teams I know. Well, here's another one. Barcelona. And uh, Leicester. Le- Leicester City. Yes, Leicester City. Yes. yes. Leicester. <laughs> Le- bring them home. Not in the same uh, conference or whatever, but hey, soccer, soccer. My, uh, my man of the match was uh, <laughs> Kaká. The guy from the Brazil. The aging yeah. Kaká. Yes, but because his name means poop. <laughs> yes, every bit of 55 probably by Big now. Big fan, yeah. Big fan of Kaká. Also, give, uh, give of the show, right? Andre Blake deserves the Vezina trophy or whatever they give the goalies. Yes, friend of the show as well, Andre. Friend, yeah, big friend of the He's a fan. He listens. And Landon Donovan. Yes. All right, guys. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next week. <laughs>